Welcome back to the funky town that is, and that's what you missed on Glee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your funky white boy, and I'm Zach. (laughs) And I am Marky Mark, a.k.a. Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Dalton, (laughs) the other host. Is that who Marky Mark was? Yeah, it's Mark Wahlberg. He had a had a gang a band called the Funky Town. I'm confused. Or the Funky Bunch. Yeah, it was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. What a weird. Also, is your hat 100 percent human? It is. It's made from 100 percent human materials. Um, you know, hand combed hairs and uh, skin particles and Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Yes, very. At, yes, I put the <laughs> lotion on it all the time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is not the official. Not an official uh, branded or merched uh, product, but I will, uh, you know, I will put it down in the show notes in case uh, anybody wants to pick up a 100% human hat made by the company Everlane. Unless Everlane wants to give us some coin, they're not getting the link. (laughs) (laughs) They got to give us some coin. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's so you can feel a little bit better inside because I think it is. uh, I think they do donate when you buy these. We love um, when we feel better inside. (laughs) Well, I okay. here's the deal. Here's the deal. I am never going to donate out of the goodness of my heart. That's a fact for you. Yeah, sure. Like that's just where I'm at. Okay. I'm going to buy something. And then as a consequence, as a built into the price, you know, variable, they will donate on my behalf. They can take the tax credit. I don't need it. I would rather have the physical object. That's why we love a product red moment at Apple because we're buying something that red is my favorite color, so I'm buying something that's my favorite color, plus it gives money to help people with AIDS. You will notice <laughs> that this episode AIDS. is also not branded by Dasani. Oh, thank God. I've switched to a glass uh, glass because I, I hate when there's little water bottle noises happening and I have to go through and try to pinpoint them all and remove them, so there you go. That's just for uh, for me, but also for you. Yes, and also don't crack your knuckles while you're talking because that's what I've learned. Some uh, of your noises are is you're going like this, and it's but too much, but too much for it to I, handle. I want to do it as I crack them right now on purpose. Uh, it's yeah, okay. Sorry, I've got some ticks. All right, I've got some uh, some kinks to work out. You know, actual kinks and uh, you know, in the moment kinks. <laughs> Speaking of funky, uh, we love your, a kink. Uh, your your nails are very funky. They're blue. Um, so what I was going to do, because being in D.C., you know, inauguration town. Oh, uh-huh. since the last podcast, when was the last one? I don't know, thud boy. Since the last one was recorded, we have a new president. Yeah, thank God. I know. And one um, I live in under thank God. <laughs> and as everyone knows, I live in D.C. And D.C. has been on lockdown pretty much since the insurrectionist came to storm the Capitol. Uh-huh. And we're normally we get to go and celebrate for hours or days for the inauguration. We could not do that. So my plan was actually to get my nails done and it was going to say, we did it, Joe <laughs> on my nails. Um, but my nail place is near downtown and it closed, which happens to be the exact number of characters necessary. We to fit your fingers. Did. Joe. Yeah. Well, is that right? We did it, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 10. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. I counted it out and I was like, I want to hear, I want every time someone sees my nails 
to like run up to me and go, we did it, Joe. We did it. You're going to be the next president of the United States. I just wanted to hear that like constantly and constantly. And it didn't happen because the place was closed. But I got them done today and they're still blue for our new president. I, I, I now feel the need to play that soundbite for us all. Uh, please. Did you have it queued up already? <laughs> no, but I found it very quickly. We did it. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> uh, I love that, you know, she was, she's a, she's Mamala, right? That's what her stepkids call her. She was drinking mimosas with her stepkids and she gets the call that she, you know, she's going to be the next vice president. And they're like, oh shit, Kamala, go put on some track pants make it look like you're going for a jog <laughs> and let's get you out you here you don't think she was out out and about no that bitch was drunk <laughs> with all what? due respect to our new vice president she that she was not sober in that video you don't think that she hit like a like a hot hot uh where would she be would she be in california at that time or would she be on the trail i think she might have been near him aka like delaware or pennsylvania okay i think she maybe got like a hot hot brunch and then she was just taking a little walk, taking a stroll, letting the mimosa I do love a post sink in. Brunch drunk sto- stroll. Post brunch yeah. drunk stroll. That's that's exactly why Apple today came out with the uh, time to walk, whatever thing. I saw it's that. Just I'm actually kind brunch. of into it. I am too. I haven't tried it yet because I haven't signed up for the service yet. Even though that was my New Year's resolution was to so called <laughs> get fit. Uh, but you know. Yeah, it's it's on my to-do list. It's just been very cold here in uh, crummy Indiana. Oh, my God. It has been freezing in D.C. No joke, freezing. It's been 32 degrees or below for about a week now since the inauguration. And today it is finally snowing as we're talking. It is snowing outside, and I'm very thankful. And I'm also very hopeful that that means um, the city will close and I don't have to do anything tomorrow. Oh, we would love the city to close. I think I have a small pitch correction because... <gasps> Last time, I think I corrected you when you said the uh, author, the singer, the song stress of Driver's License, and I think I corrected you poorly. So it's I'm Olivia here Rodrigo. To say Rodrigo, and I think I corrected you and said Rodriguez. So I am wrong. You were right. It is Olivia Rodrigo. I have just never heard that last name before. Rodrigo. I have not either, um, but I would also like to point out that, once again, I am always right. That's how this <laughs> podcast started. It was talking about how I'm always right and Zach is always wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's you know, that's that. We got that out of the way. <laughs> a little bit more news on my life. Zach, I've told you a little bit, but uh, I can't eat anything fun anymore. Oh, yes, yes. You are on a low FODMAP diet. Yes, if anyone wants so to know if, what FODMAP is, go ahead and Google it, because the words are not in English, so I would not be able to spell it out for you. <laughs> I was going to say, tell the kids at home just what you've won. Uh, pretty much, I can't eat anything with wheat, rye, dairy, avocado, fructose, which, if you know what fructose is, it's the sugar that's found in everything. <laughs> um <laughs> As well as I can't have garlic or random things like that. It is so stupid. And instead of worrying about how I'm going to eat, I just don't. Yep. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I decided. I was like, I'm not. I just won't eat for six weeks. Perfect. Now, if you if you don't eat for six weeks and you adopt some random religion, that could be a religious act. 
I think. Ah, yes. Well, That's I have what the a cool religion. kids do. Uh, <laughs> but okay. I, well, I eat in mine. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. If I feel better after six weeks, I'll be, you know, bowing down to my doctor because... I felt like shit since August. So, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a little not jealous, but I thought that I, maybe I should join you on this uh, so-called journey because everything I put in this hole today immediately wanted to come out the other hole. So who knows, man, who knows? Hey, you could have post infectious irritable bowel syndrome too. You never know. (laughs) Sign me up. Yeah. I mean, it's been a journey to say the least. Yikes. Well, uh, just like just like uh, Finn's favorite song or favorite artist, Journey. And now we shall journey in to this episode. Episode 20 Han, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Glee. Is it 21? I didn't write it in my summary. I forget. It, it is 21. Is this the part where I'm supposed to do the, uh, the uh, summary? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Get it right this time. It's Unlike last part. time. I've realized they can't hear us, so we should whisper whenever we have to do like a little aside. Oh, okay. So I'll still leave this part in. It's <laughs> our secret. It's just our secret. They don't. They know. won't they know. Can, they can't hear this part in their ears. Also, do you like this? It's better than you licking the microphone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In the 21st episode, Vocal Adrenaline puts the new directions into a funk, but the kids try to overcome it. Will's divorce is finalized, so he goes after his next victim. And the Cheerios go to Nationals. And that's what you missed on Glee. Glee. Wow. So, this episode starts off, and they're talking about the Ohio chat rooms. And it took me back... To the AIM days of yore, mm. because as as uh, Rachel has taught me on Friends, that is one of the time periods, you know, yore. Um, and that's, yeah, I was like, wow, chat rooms. That was totally a thing back yes. in the late 2000, you know, that first that first decade. So, yeah, I mean, they were even a thing in Love, Simon, because oh, remember, there's that whole chat room where he got outed in. Yeah, but theirs was like a chat room, like message board, you know, like That's a Tumblr. True. It was very this Tumblr. Was more like, this was more like, uh, like, like, uh, like Omegle. Is that a thing still? Omegle. Omegle is still a thing. And I guess could be kind of like an Omegle, but it, I mean, also Tumblr was kind of like a chat room sometimes-ish. Maybe. I, I guess. guess you could do like DMs and that kind of jazz. We start out in the auditorium. The kids are really excited because they have Jesse. Vocal adrenaline is losing due to the chat rooms, you know, the blog, the blogosphere. And they go to the auditorium because Rachel rushes them there. Come to find out vocal adrenaline is in there. Yes. And Jesse is back with uh, Carmel High. Hi, he's transferred back uh, to the Carmelites. To the, yes, he's, he's a Carmelite again. That's exactly what they call themselves. He's a Carmelite. He's a vocal adrenaline man. I don't know. He's one of those guys. And they immediately have our first performance of the episode. This might be the quickest we've ever heard a song. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and say it right now. I hated every performance this episode. They were all trash. This is the worst performances I have ever. I think I just hate every song. Maybe that's why. But I identified with nothing here. It's all bad. Yeah. Because I watched this performance, which is if everyone's wondering, it's Bites the Dust. (laughs) 
or another, another one bites, one bites the dust. dust. Uh huh. And I saw this and I was like, oh, Zach's going to come because he loves vocal adrenaline. He's like, oh, my God, sharp moves. It's not a very it's not a very good performance. Like there's not there's no dance number happening. It's uh, it's very vocal forward. Like I didn't love the editing of it. Like this is a lot of voice, a lot of voice. And there's like no music happening, which is probably by design. Right. They're they're a a choir after all. But it's just very dry. I did kind of see that this time. That it wasn't very, like, music forward. I was like, was Shelby asleep when they did this number? Like, what was she doing? But I will say that uh, Jesse's voice where he's like, he gets that high part where he's like, how do you think I'm going to get along without you when you're gone or something like that? I was like, ooh, in my my nether reasons tingle. (laughs) His vocals are good. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's the only highlight. I, it's the only like decent song maybe of this episode. The only like Nify with, I guess, you know, uh, everything else is like a stretch. I don't know. It's all a stretch. Um, For I also me? just didn't understand. I didn't understand why he was so showboaty and smug and like, I don't understand the point. He's all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked her. Blah, blah, blah. It's like nothing has happened. None of my predictions have yet to come true, you know, regarding his relationship status with her. And yet he's randomly back there. He's being very attitude on stage and like making eye contact with her as if she's done something to him. It just didn't I, really play out. I think it all became apparent to him that Rachel sucks um, and that he was going to rejoin Vocal Adrenaline when Run Joey Run happened. I think that was like the last straw from him because Run Joey Run happened they didn't talk to each other for a whole episode. Then he went on spring break. Then Finn made a move. And now we're here. So uh, I'm like, I, I think Run Joey Run was like the last straw. Yeah. All right. Maybe he has some some reasons that we don't get to see. Uh, but this is their way of doing the titular funk. You know, this is the funkification by breaking into their school, performing in front of them, by making it appear that they are better than them, like, look what we can do. That is a way to kind of put down our McKinley High Glee Club and make them think that all of their practice has been for naught. So this is the so-called funkification. And then we took it one step further, and Vogel Adrillin decided to TP their choir room. And I was like, that's lame, but also kind of into it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean... Uh, you said choir room. I think you meant to say Sue's trophy annex. Ah, yes. <laughs> and yes. we find out that Sue actually gave them the keys to the auditorium and the school so that they could do their funkification. Right, right, right. And she needs a trophy annex because she has so many trophies that she needs to kind of clear out some space because she has nationals on the horizon and she wants this room to kind of glitter just like Elvis's whatever room does at uh, whatever that place is called. Graceland. Blankland. Uh, yeah, perfect. Also, Zach, can I hold that really quick? Hold my... Your trophy so that I can throw it against the wall and watch it shatter. <sighs> Drama. I was like, I don't... I Every time I see that scene, I think that Sue's going to, like, punch him in the face. <laughs> I really think that's, like, her next reaction. But yeah. she uses her words even better. She was like, you know what, Will? Trophies are like herpes, and they just keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> They're a dime a dozen. Sue potentially has a fourth or fifth illness, uh, but really, it's just it's, they're just hot. 
uh, what does she call them? She calls them like, oh, it's, 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 uh, it's all talent that just keeps yes. reoccurring and she can't quite get rid of it. <laughs> uh, we go to Will's apartment and Terry is back. The love of my life. I'm so excited uh, to see her again. <laughs> I know Terry you hate her, terrible. but I've been missing her. She's been gone for like 10 episodes Good. and she's back to sign divorce papers. <laughs> Thank God. Bye bitch. She's out. She's done. And Will lets her kiss him on the forehead. Like, I don't know. I low key wanted them to have like breakup sex just for like, just to like fuck some more drama up, you know? Cause that sure. would have been cool. You know, she kisses him I on the forehead be, and then all of a sudden it cuts yeah. to a scene of them in bed together. You're like, Oh shit. Yeah. But, and it would have made the regrets standpoint that kind of comes immediately after it would have made mm-hmm. that feel a bit more valid. I think. Cause I don't, he, he has regrets because like it took them so long to get to that point, but like he, he could have had more regrets. Sex regrets, you know? Right. Wouldn't you much rather have been like, yeah, me and my wife got a divorce today and I had sex than me and my wife got a divorce mm-hmm. today? Come on. Right. They're both single. Who cares? Right. Uh, and <laughs> Whatever. We then go to the choir room and, you know, as you said, Will's talking about regrets and <laughs> Quinn's regret might be my favorite one, which is trust me as a sensible form of birth control. <laughs> 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 which is funny that I, I mean, I didn't really think of this then, but I think back now and I don't know if this is a story that makes this episode, but the first time I did something <laughs> with someone, they, they stopped, they stopped like mid whatever. Are you saying you're not a virgin? <laughs> okay. Let me, let me rephrase the first time <laughs> I, I did. It wasn't the first time it was, uh, one time when I did something with someone, <laughs> they stopped. <laughs> they stopped. I stopped, made a weird eye contact. And as I was clearly uncertain about something, they looked me in the eyes and said, trust me. <laughs> and for some reason I was like, I was like, I'm yours. Do whatever you want. You know? So trust me does work. I, you know, if you are out there and you're like wondering, what is that turn of phrase? You know, what is that pickup line? How am I going to land this one? Bag that one. The words, trust me, might do it for you. I think I might have been there as well. <laughs> Wait, what? Back to Glee. <laughs> uh, Will is trying to find out a better way to try to put them by them. I mean, vocal adrenaline into a funkification. And he says we should still. We should steal their giant bronze statue of a great white shark. And is that real? Is that their mascot, the Carmelites? Uh, I don't remember what their mascot is. I don't think it's, I don't know that they have one. Every school has a mascot. Yeah, I guess. I don't know what great white shark. I'm sure I could Google it and find out, but I don't care to. Yeah, don't know. I don't think it is. Also, their school's homepage is a photo of their show choir. They have a Wikipedia page? Can we talk about... Gay. Is what they're known for, I think. Yeah, go Carmel Greyhounds. Puck and Finn then realize deep down that they're going to have to defend the new directions. And by defend the new directions, I mean slash the tires of all their cars. Right, right, right. They decided stealing a mascot is not the way to do it. Instead, he slashes every single, uh, what were those cars called? Range Rovers. Range Rover vehicle that I guess each student has one because they have a big booster budget. 
I mean, it's not unheard of because there were schools that I would go against in high school that their boosters would buy them like crazy, crazy things. It wasn't like cars, but it would be like next level stuff. Because like we would take most competitions we would go to, we would take like the activity buses. I don't know if your school had activity buses, but there were just school buses that you took to competitions. These schools would roll up in like Mercedes Sprinter vans. Like that's so weird. Yeah, they had money. Yeah. Um, And I don't really know why Sue is here. Like, I'm not 100% positive why she's in the principal's office when the boys get called in. Shelby makes sense. Will makes sense. But Sue's story about Mrs. O'Leary farting, burning down Chicago, which was all started by the first gay president, a.k.a. Abraham Abraham Lincoln. And had you heard that story before? I knew the Mrs. O'Leary story. It had nothing to do with Abraham Lincoln. She made that shit up. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't want to dispute that he could have been our first gay president. Okay. I agree with that, but I'm disputing (laughs) that he had anything to do with burning down Chicago. Like did, did you see Mary Todd Lincoln? Not quite a looker. Have you seen Mary Todd Lincoln? No, because she died a (laughs) hundred years ago. (laughs) I meant like in that Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the movie where she was reenacted oh. by someone yes. else. Got it. Got yes. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'm not disputing Sue's factual story here, uh, but I, I had heard that story before, but I, I, I never understood if that was real life. Like, is that really what caused this great Chicago fire? Is that some cow kicked over a lantern and blah, blah, blah. I don't think so. I mean, I think it's all a conspiracy theory, but my dad's from Illinois. So I've, I've been to Chicago plenty of times and I've heard the Chicago fire story plenty of times, but ultimately Figgins agrees to let the boys pay back vocal adrenaline for the tires. And I did some quick math here. The boys Uh, would have to make up $20,000 in a month. $20,000. $20,000. How did you get that math? 26 Range Rovers. Uh-huh. This is what Shelby said. 26 Range Rovers times $200 a tire times okay. four tires. It's he, two. He it, slashed all four tires or did he just slash one tire on each car? I don't know, but Shelby said 26 <laughs> times 200 times four, which equals <laughs> okay. 20,800. Well, thank you for being her calculator because as she told us, she did not have one. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know. All I know is that their solution is to get jobs at fucking sheets and things. That that damn store is back on the map. Bed Bath and Beyond returns furiously, and Terry is the assistant manager still as she's attempting to become manager because she has to figure out how to make her lavish lifestyle go on. Right, and as I a single woman. I'm excited to see Howard Bamboo once again. Will Howard Bamboo. <laughs> Will ends up going to Sandy to buy some weed because I guess the chronic lady is still a thing. His little weed distribution company. Um, I thought for a second that he was asking Sandy like for sex <laughs> for the sex. No, I can just I thought that he was asking Sandy for like to be part of this like distribution network. Like they were all going to become drug dealers in order to pay for the tires. That makes sense. And they kind of looped it in like it would make sense. Maybe that was like his yeah. secret goal. Uh, but he ends up, but he ends up finding out that vocal adrenaline has a weakness. Right, right, right. Because Sandy used to be in charge of this glee club. So he knows all the tea before he started molesting teenagers <laughs> and he's somehow still on campus. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, what you doing here? What are you hi, doing hi. here? <laughs> hi, hi. 
Uh, So the weekly assignment is funk. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And that's where this episode falls apart. Okay. I think this is a great little episode. It's a a good, like, preview to the season finale. If it is, then fuck me. Because as soon as they said that, immediately I was mad I didn't make the prediction about some stupid funk music, which is the worst kind of music. But I also said, if they play... The is that funk is a historically like black rhythm and blues sort of thing. Okay, but other people have tried Marky and Mark miserably, like <laughs> Marky Mark. Um, but I thought if they play whatever that song is that goes play that funky music, white boy. Oh, I was going to have a conniption. Thankfully, and I they still didn't play had it. one. <laughs> but yes. we uh, did find out that the cheese is from from under cheese. <laughs> I bet right, you, right. I actually used that line for. To you before and you didn't get it. <laughs> Say oh, no, that I've, all the that time. Was, that was totally a thing that was said in high school all the time. I'd never heard it until Glee. Oh, that was some stupid joke that I it was it was it was kind of like saying, uh, you know, like one of those times where someone says like stupid person says what and you say it real quick and then somebody goes, huh, or what? You know, it was like one of those stupid things. Um, but I feel like now I should because I just said prediction, you should now remind the kids at home what my predictions are. For this episode. Am I doing this every episode now? <laughs> well, I, I try to hit it in there first because if not, it goes unsaid and I have to remember and I don't remember what they are. Your predictions were that Jesse will be back and Rachel will connect the dots that Jesse helped Shelby connect with her. We will narrow down a potential set list for regionals, which I told you was stupid. And Mercedes <laughs> will have a focal vocal moment. <laughs> okay. I okay. tried to warn you. I was like, you said it. And I was like, Zach. They did the last one on stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't I don't know if my other predictions were that far off. We can probably argue those. We will. Um, yeah. I'll give you half. Right. I mean, you said Jesse will be back, so I'll give you half a point for that one so far. Because Jesse's perfect, back. Perfect, 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 perfect. Vocal adrenaline can't do any funk numbers because they don't have any emotion. Just very strict, like, uh, 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 uh. So that's their weakness. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Quinn decides to step up and she's like, guys, I got this. I've got this funk thing down. I'm ready to land a performance. Blah, I can be blah, funky blah. too. I am Quinn. I'm still pregnant. Barely. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just like, okay, sure, sure. And then Rachel's like over there. I would say she's connecting the dots. I think she's angry at Jesse partially for this vocal adrenaline thing, but partially because she knows this whole Shelby shit show is on his shoulders. I don't think she has any idea that it has anything to do with Shelby. Because she talks about how she thinks that he's doing this to put her in some funk right before regionals. I don't think it has anything to do with Shelby. I think in her head, it is, he started dating me just to break up with me so that I can't do regionals. Not, he started dating me so I meet my mother <laughs> so but that I'm fucked up for regionals. He gave you the goddamn tape that you heard her sing on. But she doesn't know that. She does know that. No, because he, he took it out of, it out of his, his front pocket, pocket and then he put it in the box. Oh, yes, you're right. I don't know, man. She needs to not be stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, sure. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Will then realizes that he is going to ruin Sue by funking her up right before <laughs> nationals. <laughs> but we don't really know that. 
because he's in the dark of his glee room, writing some music practically, working on his own performance, because of course he has to contribute. Why are you shaking your head? I wasn't sure where you were going, and I now know where you're going. (laughs) Sorry. To the scene that's (laughs) happening. He's writing his own music or whatever the fuck. And then Sue walks in, uh, which now I think back and I realize that he must have set up this meeting. She said that she was coming there for something else. She was coming there. She was having bust up a hot Cheetos ring because hot Cheetos leads to joy and she hates joy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. The hot Cheetos ring, much like the uh, pizza, pizza, pizza restaurant ring. What was the Hillary Clinton scandal? The emails? No, 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 no. There was the pizza ring that below the pizzas were like child trafficking or something. You, you live oh in Indiana. God. You have more access to Fox News than I do. No, no, no. You of all people should know this. Pizza ring. Pizzagate conspiracy theory. <laughs> yes. At Comet yes, Pizza. pizza. It's a debunked conspiracy theory that went viral during the 2016 presidential election. It was extensively discredited by a wide range of organizations, including the Metro Police Department in Washington, D.C. Several high-ranking Democratic Party officials, uh, blah, 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 with the restaurants and an alleged human trafficking and child sex ring. Wow. All right. Pizza ring. So Cheetos ring. I've seen this uh, pizza place. It's it's, it's a well-established theory, man. I'm telling you. It's you know it's in DC. Sure. Guy Fieri, so high-ranking Democratic officials, drive-ins and dry and dives. Oh, it's a triple D place. Triple D. We should go. Some people thought that humans and children were getting triple D'd, but in reality, it was not true. And it was just Zach. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Democratic dicking. Uh, okay, so yes, the first. Pizza Gate was actually a Cheeto Gate, and Sue was there to break it up. But instead, about seven years earlier, yes. Instead, Will was there. Glee predicts all things, but instead, Will was there to seduce her. Oh, I can't tell you. Glee predicted something in real life that actually came true, but I can't tell you because it spoils the literally the series finale. Oh, like like next week. Oh, series finale. Series finale. Oh, oh. well. Well, for those non-first-time watchers out there, there you go. That's a tidbit that you'll remember. Go Google it. For the first-time watchers <laughs> out there, you'll just have to deal with it, you know, like I am, sitting here in shame. Uh, so, how do I, whatever, get me out of this. Uh, he, she is the arbiter of taste, and he wants her to hear his concoction, and that's really just his segue to seducing her. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of flirting with her a little bit. He, like, stops. He's like, you've never, the light is just hitting you. You've never looked so gorgeous. And he starts singing, tell me something good, which I have a very hot, controversial take on this. I think he looks hot. (laughs) And everyone on TikTok and Instagram will disagree with me because there's so many posts going around about how this is the worst scene in all of Glee. And I think that this is hot. It is a terrible scene. (laughs) It's 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 terribly like the best. It's not a bad scene. Like, it's funny. It's funny to watch Sue's face recoil as she's trying to, like, suppress her, you know, her uh, clear attention to his details. I, I, I don't know. But like his performance, again, is one of those performances that you just have to cringe the entire time. His little butt squeezes. Yeah, it's awkward. Like, it's just, again, the vocals are good, but because I had to watch him dance, I'm mad about it. But Sue has made me happier about it. Sue then, at the end of the performance, goes, uh, 
I was bored and then gets up and leaves. <laughs> she wasn't paying attention. <laughs> right. And now it is time to verse stop. Chipping around, kick my brains around the floor. These are the days, it never rains, but it falls. It's so good. <laughs> All right, yeah. We do we leave that in last week? We did the magicians. We've talked about we magicians did. two episodes in a row. <laughs> okay, so we have talked about two. No, okay, we've talked about the magicians twice now in a row, two weeks in a row. As I attempt to first watch that show, and again, Dalton has watched that fourteen thousand times. Um, and there is an episode. I might watch it again in the today. midst of season three, <laughs> and I don't think this is really a spoiler because they start to recognize how fun these episodes are and then do them more. But in the midst of season three, there is a, let's call it a sing-along <laughs> version of the episode where they suddenly, on a show that has no true music basis, break into song, like some seasons of, of series do, and they perform under pressure, and it's marvelous. It is the perfect, like... Almost not comedic relief, but it's the perfect break in the episode that you need to feel something and to really like solidify the stakes, as we like to call them on Atwamog. So this is Under Pressure by the Magicians cast, and it's wonderful. I want them to make all songs. Please make all songs. Are you at all interested in seeing a lovely Comic-Con interview that the whole cast does? Because I will send it to you. It was... Um... Is this after the series is over? No, they filmed season four, but they hadn't filmed season five yet. And they went to Comic-Con okay. and they did like a table. Yeah, I'll probably watch that. It was it was real good because they were like everyone in the comic because, you know, at Comic-Con, they like ask questions and uh, everyone was like, are you guys singing again? Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone loves it. I mean, it's a as you said, it's kind of like a nice relief from a show that can be very intense at sometimes, you know, and. Yeah. You need that moment. And then you reminded me actually what I'm going to do next week for first stop. Yikes. All I know is, is that you should go to our TikTok <laughs> because it's kind of popping sometimes. You're talking to me or you're talking to listeners? Everyone. You, the listeners, the people, the didn't American we, people. Can we call that out last week? Yeah. Are we calling it out again? Yeah, we are. I don't quite go on TikTok ever, but I follow it. I, um, actually the newest TikTok is about you, Zach. Oh, no. So as Zach said, the boys got a job at Sheath and Things, and Howard then instructs Finn and Puck to go help Sandy because he gives Howard some weird disease. I don't really remember what it was. He gave him Bell's palsy, which I didn't know that was a thing that you could that you could contagiously get. But I guess you can get, much like your post-infectious IBS, you can get Bell's palsy from any type of... Uh, any type of kind of contagious disease, any what is type Bell's of viral. Palsy? It's like when you have like numbness, uh, like in your face so much so that it affects how you speak and like kind of gives you like a resting face at all times. Did you already know that before this episode? Cause you're a hypochondriac or did you look it up after <laughs> you saw this? 
uh, D all the above. I, <laughs> I knew it from <laughs> there's I, this. I don't know if this is something that needs to be on the show, but once upon a time, um, as we all do, as, as I've told you, I like a soap opera, but I also liked back in the day. I liked the, um, I liked the wrestling. Were you ever into wrestling? Okay. I have friends. Sure. But that the actual genre of that, you know, wrestling, WWE, WWF. Oh my fuck. Now I've got the ding happening in my ears when they're, when there's, I heard it too. Whatever. I turned off. Do not disturb earlier. That's the problem. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) All right. Unprofessional. Honestly, man. So I'm taking, I'm taking a applications for a new co-host now. You should at this point. Fuck. You really never watch any uh, any wrestling stuff? Once again, I have friends. We then get our <laughs> third song of the Hold episode, on. which is Loser. Hold on. What? Hold on. I don't want to see it. Gonna... I was going to play you a clip. Uh, you're going to put it in the show notes and I'll see it then. You won't pay attention to it. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me gayer. <laughs> uh, I can't find it. Thank God. There you go. So Bell's Palsy, I knew it before time. We then get our third song, which is Loser. Oh my God, you skipped the best line of this show. So he says you have to go help him. And the first thing Puck says when he walks up to Sandy is, you're not going to fondle us, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he like, might. Oh, right. And and I'm, I, you know, I go for it. <laughs> and then we get it's our- Puck. We know he's at least 18. Come on. We then get our third song, which is Loser by Beck. And yes, as performed by Puck and Finn. And Puck sounds fine. Yeah, I just, oh man. Okay, <laughs> it's it's not a performance I ever care to watch again. I'm surprised that this wasn't what Naya called out as her least favorite performance ever. It's just very uh, whimsical. I don't know how to describe it there's whimsy it's very Florian. finn's very dumb <laughs> like always but he just kind of mucks up a scene i don't know it's bad until 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 the entire sheets and things erupts and starts singing alongside them and i was into that it was cool and it did not last it was very cool and it's like that that's what i want because they they described it they, they kind of wrote it off as being all in his head as they show him kind of strumming the air right afterwards. And I really wish they would have like landed that harder because that's, that's what that show should be. That, that moment is iconic. And then you go back and it's like, Oh, it, I don't know. Like it just could have been so much more. And then you're Terry and you're like, Oh, I thought Jews were supposed to be smart. Right. And then you're Terry and you ask Finn how old he is, which is creepy. Well, you really realize that Finn is 16. And if you remember what Terry said earlier, which was, you're still that little 16-year-old boy to me, to Will. Oh, yikes. Big yikes. Yeah. Terry might actually fondle him. I don't know. I was hoping for something, I mean, uh, you know, that shouldn't happen. Then we get everyone's favorite <laughs> moment in all of Glee, which is... Sue's journal. Dear journal, here I am, about to turn 30. But this time, Sue is telling her journal that she has feelings for a one Will Schuster. Sexy, non-murdering feelings, as she says. Uh-huh. Hello, hot love. This is interesting. Yeah. And then Will comes in with some flowers, some roses that actually match her tracksuit. And he asks her on a date. He asks her, he asks, I can't say the word ask, plural. Ask or present. 
asks, asks, he asks, he requests that she joins him. On <laughs> he just gave up on the word. <laughs> you were just like, I'm over it. <laughs> it's a word I would never use in real life because I know I can't say it well. And in my ears, it's even worse. So I will say he requested her uh, presence on a date at breadsticks. A lot of S's and D's in that. Breadsticks is technically an X, but okay. Um, is it really? Okay. It's B-R-E-A-T-S-T-I-X. Breadsticks. Breadsticks. Breadsticks, like Twix. Yes. All right, sure. And then we are back at Sheets and Things, and Terry is showing Finn some extra attention. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But we find out that Glee is a toxic mold on her life, because it's always ruining it. (laughs) Is it Puck or Finn that calls her a MILF, or a would-be MILF? Finn. Okay. Um, And then she's like, hey, I'll help you with your Glee, uh, you know, funk funkification let's use the itunes she also then promotes yeah him to assistant assistant manager (laughs) right right right. so he's now over howard (laughs) yes next quinn is up for her performance and it is it's a man's world by james brown here's your song you've been asking for a quinn focal vocal for seven episodes <laughs> and it happened. Yeah, it happened. And I guess that somewhat makes my other prediction about Mercedes having a focal vocal not come true because this is very her solo. She gets the kind of, I guess, character development as they all come up afterwards and give her this weird ass hug. The hug is really awkward, but in general, I think I really enjoy the song because she sounds she? good. She has a great voice. The, she sounds good sometimes. She doesn't sound good when she has those high notes. Oh, I like it. It's them. very screechy. She's an alto oh queen. She's, she doesn't hit them. She it, does. It's, it, it falls so like it's very sharp. It's very not good. It is not Tina. It's, it's very, not just sh- 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 sharp. It is uh, very good. It's very shouty. It's bad. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I was shocked they kept it in there. Have you, are you sure you listened to that song this time? Because it was not. I listened to it like once a week. The vocals are fine. Okay. But are you, is that the exact same thing they put on the show? Because it's very bad. Yeah. She hits the back half. The first half is so bad. It's supposed to be like a shout. The whole thing, the whole performance is to show emotion and feeling. And so she is shouting it. To like reinforce that it would be nothing without a woman or a girl. <laughs> sure. But there's a way to shout that and not sound like shit. I don't think she sounds and in bad. The first heart, it's very throaty. I don't, I'm not into it. Okay. I, everyone I watching this on the Ooh. Patreon, um, go ahead and put in the comments below. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I, this is the whole point of the show is when Dalton and I become Simon and Paula, the judges of American Idol. And Dalton is Paula. I was going to say, why am I Paula? Why can't I be Randy? Because you give everybody like this little, like you let them do, you let them be them. You give them like, you know, whatever that's called. You give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm over here like, man, that was that it made me, it made me hurt on the inside. I'm suing. Also, when I Googled that, the video below it might have just spoiled something for me. So yeah. What'd it say? I might know a song that is performed during her birthing scene. Then we go to breadsticks and Sue gets Uh stood up by Will. And then the first thing Sue does is gets up and then goes to his place to yell at him. Yes. She and and Will is laying on the couch. 
suspiciously, I think he's eating cheese balls here. Yeah. And I feel like he should have been eating Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. Like to tie in. Hot Cheetos to tie in. Yeah. What were they doing? He's got a white shirt on. He could have even like wiped some Cheeto dust on himself. That would have been brilliant. That would have been too much Toy Story 2, you know? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. The guy who buys Woody from the yard sale. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, sure. There's a scene of him laying on the couch and he's in a white shirt and he has like cheese dust <laughs> all over his. <laughs> okay. Wow. What a, what a, what a call out. Um, no, but would it have not had, had painted the picture for Sue that he was the one who called the meeting earlier and it would have tied it together for me. Cause I didn't realize that until we talked about it. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I also, did you notice that she was wearing pearls with her track suit? I was. She was on a date. It made me feel kind of. It made me feel slightly bad, like one percent bad for her. I felt bad. Absolutely, I felt bad. I also didn't understand. I was like, Will, what are you doing? She sucks. Well, and you're angering the beast, though. You're begging for her to like interfere with your regional performance. Like, there's something that, like, it just it was it was not hinged. I don't know. It was just it was also just very left field, almost. Like, what was it that drove him to that point that episode? Because he, she wanted to have a trophy annex? Like, she hadn't done anything. I think it was giving the vocal adrenaline kids the keys. Because that caused the funk to happen. I guess. She caused the funk in his kids, sort of so she's going to cause a funk in her. Oh, God. Uh, and he really did cause the funk. He really did cause a funk. Because when he goes to work, when he goes to work, when he goes to school the next day, all the Cheerios are having some fits, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they are sobbing. Uh... Kurt's just like, here's the tea. Santana looks rough. Sue, she does. Coach Sylvester did not come in. She cut class. She stayed in bed. He broke her. He broke Sue. And while Will might feel slightly bad about it, he'll soon he'll soon feel some good vibrations. Oh my god. <laughs> from Mercedes, Puck, and Finn. <laughs> And let me just Ugh. say, you did not know this was by Mark Wahlberg, Ugh. but I actually love this song. Good Vibrations is one of my favorite songs from what the, the fuck 80s, is I wrong think, with you? When it came out, oh, you're you're right. That was your time period. No, you should not know this song. It's stupid. It should be played on TV shows for terrible effect, just like it is it's here. Such a good vibration. The uh. only silver lining of this song is Mercedes, as usual. And I wanted to fight for this being a focal vocal. But I understand that it's obviously like a, like a featuring vocal and it has no character growth. It really is just yeah. her kind of be the token, almost the token black girl of their song. Well, Puck you know, is so sorry. Marky Mark and she's the funky bunch. So it is, it's really more of a him is the focal of the song and she is the I agree. added artist. And Puck looks, Puck looks fine in his outfit. And then Finn looks terrible. <laughs> Finn, it, it, it wouldn't be so bad, but he has that goddamn necklace on yeah. and it makes him look worse. And Puck doesn't. And he looks good. So I don't. And the other only redeeming quality of the song is Puck humping, dry humping the ground. I was like, okay, I get into that. You know, <laughs> I'm okay with that. But otherwise, no, absolutely not. It's annoying. I hate Finn. I love Mercedes. I like Puck humping the ground. That's it. And we realized that it didn't even qualify. She was unqualified because it was not a funk performance, it was a rap. <laughs> God damn it, Will. Way to kick them while they're down. But I also noted here, maybe the funk is to explain all these shitty performances. <laughs> maybe the funk has creeped in to their outlandish vehicle 
of music right now. That's why this episode is so bad. That's why these performances suck so much. But I was like, wow, the writers really got deep. They were like, they're in a funk. We're going to have, we're going to get the shit out of the way. So we never have to do it again. Thank God. And you know that this, the episode before the season finale of every show is them trying to tie up all these loose ends that they had going, (laughs) you know? Well, I guess. And what loose ends did we really tie up? The divorce is now final. Jesse. I guess. And, uh, uh, Quinn eventually gets a new living quarter. Like, yeah. The fuck? We fixed another plot hole. <laughs> I thought we had already fixed it. <laughs> Put it, plug this hole, man. We're off the chain, off the, off the, the train, off the tracks. We love That's what plugging say. holes and we're going to plug this one with a break. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like when our episodes are off the rails i think they're funnier yeah i think so too i had something to say before the last break and i forgot oh i remember what i was gonna say this is for Uh everyone okay r and for you zach oh okay next week is the season finale of season one of glee the following week we are going to do a best of season one episode So send us your favorite things, either we said in this podcast or your favorite parts of the season. We will share ours. And it's going to be a little bonus episode for everyone. AKA, that means you and I don't have to record for a week and we get an episode that comes out. (laughs) I was just about to say that. I was about to say, that means we get a week of vacation? Yeah. So yes, send us in your favorite things by next Friday, February 5th, so that we can add them all to our best of season one podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. I agree. I concur. All right. And we're back. After the Quinn performance, Mercedes sat there and just kind of glared at it all. Partially because I think she realized how stupid it is that they were all hugging the, her like awkwardly. Plus all the pregnant but ladies. Because I, yeah, it was just... I don't know, because they kept saying it was offensive at first, which I was kind of confused by. And I don't know that I still get that, why they were saying it was offensive. I don't either. I don't know. Um, but she is also, I think, realizing maybe that, that that Quinn is going through some shit, right? And so there's this weird little, weird, I guess, this kind of cute little moment where Mercedes finds Quinn alone and asks her to move in with her. Which I thought was adorable. I think it's nice because, you know, she's moving out of her, she's moving out of Puck's house and she's getting to live with a girl, have her own bedroom. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I thought it was lovely. So then we go Um, to Sue's house where Sue is still in her funk and Will is trying to defunkify Sue. And my hands are in the air because I did not know that what I needed on this show was a visit to Sue's place. You mean... You didn't know that you needed Will to speak Spanish again. Yes. <laughs> God darn it. I said, here's some more Will Spanglish for you <laughs> because it's just like, it's awkward. It's, it's somewhat unnecessary. If you're going to randomly throw that out there, well then do it from the start. Yeah. Why are you it's, not speaking Spanish demeaning. the entire time then? Right. It's just such a like white, honestly, it's a white privilege bullshit move. Hi, I know your culture. I teach your culture out at work. 
You know, like my specialty is speaking your culture and teaching it to people and being wrong most of the time about it's it. It's when those people at Mexican restaurants are like, yo soy burrito. And you're like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> like, Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, now, do you pronounce this uh, as as they say queso? Like, don't be that Como person. Como se dice queso? <laughs> right, right. God damn it. I hate it so much. But he is walking through the mine trap. The, the floor mines that are trophies, that are gold. There are trophies from floor to ceiling. It's like they had to call up every show on the lot and say, do you guys have any extra trophies lying about? Because we really need to adorn this place. Did you notice that she had soccer and tennis trophies too? I was trying to decide if that was a plot hole or if it was like, oh, she also taught or coached other sports other than cheer. But she had soccer and tennis trophies. Those are two that I noticed. And I was like... Well, it doesn't strike me as odd that that could have been her background, like at, at, back in school. Maybe she maybe she played those sports. Sure. I don't know. But then I have to think back to my high school and wonder when the girls' soccer was in relation to tennis, and could she have done both? I don't know. There might be some uh, you know errors there. Who knows? All I know is that Sue is a winner, and she tells us she's a winner, but it's fucking proven at this point. And I think had I seen this house beforehand... It wouldn't have made a lot of her, you know, coaching slash tantrums seem all that outrageous because clearly she's a winner. Yeah. And she proved it. Will Sue goes on this kind of rant to Will about why she's so upset. And she realizes that she doesn't have love in her life. But Will then reassures her that she actually does have love in her life. It's her kids. Her Cheerios. No, it, it's her tracksuits, man. <laughs> I love that she's laying in bed, like in a tracksuit. You expect her to be like under the covers, like not made up, you yeah, know, hair disheveled. But instead, she's laying in bed, clutching a trophy in a black tracksuit, almost as if she's at like a, like a funeral, right? I, I assume she would wear that at a funeral. or filming of the Weakest Link. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If she does not wear a tracksuit on the Weakest Link, I'm gonna fight her. I'm gonna go to L.A. <laughs> Go to her house. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to go to the lot where they filmed Hollywood Game Night because she said that was her house and then fight her there. Right. I do. Uh, and she does offer an olive branch here by offering him a protein shake. She does. And I one more weakest link thing is I cannot get over when they ask questions about her because <laughs> it's so funny because the old weakest link lady, I don't know her at all. I don't really know if she was an actress Uh before or anything, but the fact that Jane Lynch was an actress who was in Julie and Julia was in Glee was Hollywood game night. Like she has lots of things in her repertoire. And every time they ask a question about her, I swear it is wrong. I swear that the person gets it wrong every time. And it is hilarious. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, it's great. Quality moments of television. Oh my God. So basically, Will has encouraged her to get out of her funk and go back to work because the Cheerios need her to win nationals. And Rachel needs some scrambled eggs on her head. And by that, I mean, Jesse asked her to come to the parking lot for a little chit chat. What? What the fuck is this? Like, can you imagine getting an egg thrown at you? That would hurt. People get egged. That's a thing. I have never heard of this. I've seen cars get eggs, egged houses get egged, but humans in the head that would 
That it'd be like it'd feel like a rock. That's how you really fuck up a vegan. It was awful. also you know those eggs have not been in a refrigerator in like an hour, hour and a half to go from Carmel, Indiana to Lima, Ohio. <laughs> those eggs are warm. <laughs> well, okay, yes, you think that would concern me, but as a baker, we're only allowed to bake with room temperature eggs, so that's a rule. If you didn't know, that's I've a rule. never a once baker, done that, and I'm I've still on the record baked more every, than you. <laughs> Every you have not actually every recipe that's any meaningful recipe will tell you to always have room temperature. I had a cookie business in middle school where I sold cookies at local. uh, My town did like picnic movies every summer. Every week you go to the park and everyone would watch like movies on a screen and I provided cookies. Sure. Hundreds. Uh, The sure, Jan, the, uh, I don't know. So it doesn't bother me that they're room temperature. I think that's fine. I, heard I think my that's consistent. That allows for through you. That allows. F- <laughs> what do you mean? I my laugh. I heard it back to me. Did we, did we Freaky Friday? <laughs> Wait. Don't tell anybody. Did you? Did I send you the photo of Ross Lynch and Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes. <laughs> and it said, yes, "Are you yes, meaning to did. tell me that Ross Lynch is Jane Lynch's son?" Yes, I and it was a picture of Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, not Jane, not Jane Lynch. I legitimately last night cried to that photo for forty five minutes. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> you have real issues, <laughs> and from what it sounds like, no life. <laughs> oh boy! All I know is this is just a real fucked up thing, you know. And then the boys, they go back to the room. The boys are, you know, up in arms about it. They are going to have their own revolt. They are going to get back at them, uh, you know, on Rachel's behalf until Will puts a stop to it. And he's like, I think he calls, he tells Rachel to call Jesse up and they're going to have like a, uh, you know, their own funkification. Will is at his house and he's watching Uh for some reason, watching the cheerleading nationals, which right. I don't know why. Maybe because, well, maybe because Kurt was in it and he wanted to support Kurt. I think also because he is the one who got her out of her funk. You know, he encouraged her to get back out there. Like, Hey, you know, we did this to each other. Like, this is kind of our fun banter that we had. Maybe I cross the line. Maybe you cross the line all the time. Uh, we learned that Kurt basically won nationals for them because he performed, 14 straight minutes of Celine Dion, Celine Dion's, uh, you know, like, so you know what I just realized too, is I don't, are we just supposed to assume that Finn moved back in with Kurt? Cause the last episode he got kicked well, out, you know? Yeah. Well, and I don't really know if he was getting kicked out or if he was just asked to leave. I mean, Bert like, was like, does Finn's mom still have a house. Do they sell the house? I don't know. I don't know if they sold it that quickly. Why were they, they just moving moved in, in together? Yeah, it was just very quick, very, very decisive, you know. But with that win, Sue brings a trophy right to Will's house and says he has two options. He can either plant one right here or Uh he can let that Nationals trophy stay in the choir room behind a bulletproof glass forever. (laughs) And this is this is a moment to me when they are when they are face to face inches, nay, an inch apart and he's about to kiss her because that's going to kind of be like a ceasefire of sorts. You know, that olive branch was not enough. This is the moment I was like, you know, (laughs) twisting in my seat, gripping the edge of the couch. Like, is this going to happen? And then last moment, 
Sue's like, never mind. <laughs> this is where it's going. Take my trophy and shove it in your choir room. Mm-hmm. So then we get the stupid bullshit. I always terrible. Like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Closing performance, which is also not good. Vocal Adrenaline has come to the auditorium because they were invited by Jesse and Rachel invited Jesse. And we get to see the new directions perform. We want the funk. Uh, give up the funk. Give up the funk. Ow. <laughs> yeah, by Parliament, I guess. Another one hit wonder. But I like, they're it's, having fun. <sighs> Mike Chang looks hot. Quinn is doing things that she should not be able to do while she's pregnant. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, especially if she's been pregnant for this long. Mercedes is singing her damn heart out. Vocal adrenaline, it turns out, has never been able to pull off a funk number because they're soulless automatons. And so they're watching this performance, which hilariously is supposed to put them into a funk, you know? It's supposed to show them what the new directions have. And I was just kind of like, is this really something that shows what you have? Like, I get it. It's, it's fine. Right. It's, I like how they sped it up at a, at a moment. Mm -hmm. Like they did their own little thing. I like the outfits. It's fun. Sure. It could easily be not the opening number, not the last number, but it could easily be like a middle, a good middle spot for tips. You know, when you're just kind of grabbing your tips from the crowd, you're just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Yes. Thank you. It's the crowd pleaser for that one very particular judge who like nothing's in it for them. And then they happen to play a funk song. It's just, it is what it is. Somehow this is supposed to be showboaty. You know, somehow this is supposed to like throw them off their game And I don't know how it could possibly do that. Here's my opinion. I don't think it was really supposed to be showboaty. I think it was supposed to show the difference in the new direction in vocal adrenaline, which is that vocal adrenaline does these crazy numbers with good vocals, but like really sharp dance moves, really like everyone in sync, where the new directions are good vocals but no one is really in sync, but at the same time they have soul. Like you can connect to them more. Right. And it's, I think it comes down to when you're watching American Idol, right? Are you going for the person who sings every note beautifully or the person who has the better, you know, story that you connected to? Yeah, I I guess that makes sense. Like they are very uh, vocal adrenaline is very put together Mm -hmm. and the new directions are very much, we can put this together. Like we can just pick it up and nail it. And there doesn't have to be a lockstep Shelby, you know, directing every single move. Right. Like Shelby is kind of like the Sue Sylvester angle where that works in the Cheerios. And Will is very much, most of the time, pretty hands off and gives them an assignment and lets them kind of just go. And sometimes, you know, toots his own horn in the process. So I guess, yeah, it speaks to that. And it, you know, kind of sets them apart. Agreed. Um... So I don't know. It's interesting, but it's just very, again, it's one more, again, my opinion, it's very one more performance (laughs) that ends a show. And I'm just kind of like, God, I, I'm just glad that woman's over because I just don't, I don't care about funk music. It just seems like a very like, ugh, like we, we had to do it. You know, we had to get it out of the way. We did it season one. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad we're past that. And hopefully the season finale is more, I don't know. Well, Zach, even though you didn't like any of the songs in this episode or this episode, what 
is your favorite song? God, I really don't know. I had half a mind to just say Mercedes. Just Mercedes in general. When she <laughs> when she was featured on Good Vibrations because it's like she she hits her notes and she's you know like it was like that was the only redemption of that. So I want to say her. Um, I also in revisiting the Quinn performance, I was more into it when I watched it back with you while recording. But again, I think she gets shouty. So I don't know. I I think. I think I'm going to go with my gut and the first thing I wanted to do, which was literally just give it to Mercedes <laughs> and that just that. And the Oscar goes to. It was, you know, it hit the right notes when it hit the notes and I can pretend like the other person, the lead actor of the show was not there. <laughs> Uh, I would say similarly, I, no, just kidding. I'm stuck between Give Up the Funk and Quinn singing This is a Man's World. I love the passion Quinn has, but I love just like the general fun of Give Up the Funk, if that makes sense. Because it's just like kind of chaotic, but it's also like very fun. So I'm going to go with Jack Antonoff, fun, Give Up the Funk. (laughs) (laughs) Fun without the kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's what I'm going to go. I'm going to say that funk, give up the funk is my favorite song of this episode. I will give you one full point, half a point for Jesse wow, coming back. Half a point. And you said yeah. Mercedes had a vocal vocal and she did not. So, but she had, a vocal feature. <laughs> so you got half the yeah. word, right? So I will give you half a point for that one. So one full point. And what was my middle prediction? What was that? The they finished their set list. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was dumb. Uh, sure. That's where we're at. What's this next episode called? The next episode and the season finale of Glee is journey to regionals. That's literally the episode title it's called journey to regionals. I hate that. Okay, well, it sounds like we're going to have a journey number again, which drives me fucking crazy. So number one, we will have a journey number of some sort performed at some point because <laughs> I can't get too, too specific anymore because it will fuck me up. Number two, I think it's time for Quinn to give birth, potentially in the midst of a performance. And number three, We've gotten past this divorce. It's finalized. I've been asking for Emma to come back and get back in Will's good graces. And if you remember, it was the mid-season kind of cliffhanger where they were embracing for the first time. So I think that Will will do something that allows Emma to understand that he is ready for them and past his histories that were holding them back. You know what? Let me guess. Those (laughs) are predictions. Those are predictions. But I really, this next episode has some iconic moments in it. And then we get into season two, which is the only word is iconic. Season one is like all character development. And season two is all just iconic. So the budget got bigger is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, at this point. Everyone had like Glee was a household name at this point. Season two, one of the episodes had 20 million uh, people watching it. Like that shows you. Sure. I mean, that show like blew up in season two. So I will 
I'm very excited for us to get there. Um, and yeah, now that we have our predictions, <laughs> don't forget to go ahead and let us know what your favorite parts of season oh one were God. and subscribe, rate this podcast. We are rocking and rolling. You know, we have a lot of new people, I think, coming in from TikTok, which I'm very excited about. And if you haven't seen our TikToks, go there because you get to see some fun things about the podcast on there, some good clips and whatnot. And we will see you next time. You no longer missed it. We just told you. And that's what you missed on Glee. Ow! And we're out. 